David Wolf. This is The Perfect Storm in Business. As always, I'm joined by co-founders of YZ Generations. They are Terry Ostroviak and Andy Gutierowitz. Gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Well, hello, David. Hello again. Hi, David. Such fascinating. Uh, well, you know, listen, we are in the perfect storm. And so uh, today we want to talk a little bit about just really the big picture idea that there's this drastic demographic change in the workforce. Uh, how are you handling it? Gentlemen, I open up the floor. The perfect storm with the demographic changes in the workforce is, is something that's been known since the year 2000. This is what's really kind of crazy about the corporate world and what's going on. Mm -hmm. In the year 2000, we knew there were 86 million Gen Ys coming in 2018 and, and after that uh, into the workforce. Wow. So we knew that in the year 2000. So what has happened? Did we prepare for it? The answer is no. Did the baby boomers, who were 80 million in population, by the way, did they did they they think that they were going to make these new generation Y conform to their way of thinking? The answer is yes. So right away, people put their heads in the sand, and they didn't realize that Gen Y and Gen Z, which is coming up now, were not going to have the same philosophies of working the way that the baby boomers wanted it to work. Now, to add fuel to the fire, and I keep on saying it, was technology. Technology is just rolling along, making all these changes, whether the baby boomers like it or not, it's here. And it's going to be here for a long, 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 long time. So with that, when you're looking at these demographic changes in the workforce, you know, it's all over the world. People are scratching their heads. They're complaining. They're saying that this new workforce is lazy. Well, sometimes when people look at a cube and see a, a Gen Y sitting at their desk doing nothing, that's because they already got their work done. That's, that's because of technology. They know how to use technology a lot faster than what some of the X's and the baby boomers know how to use it. So therefore, yeah, maybe sometimes people do look over and see that and they take it the wrong way. Uh, so with the demographic changes going here, you know, look at what we have. We have interpersonal skills from uh, Generation X and also the baby boomer generation. They have great interpersonal skills, but they have limited technological skills. And then you look at the other part of the perfect storm with the, with the Ys and the Zs. What they know is technology. What they don't have a good grasp on is interpersonal skills. It's so fascinating. So it's yeah. I'm sorry, Andy. Go what? ahead. No, no, go, 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 David. No, go. I was just going to jump in. It's so fascinating to hear about the, Think about the spectrum of a worker or a spectrum of a manager. It's what you know, and then it's how you communicate it. There's two separate parts almost to, to, to look at them separately. That, that distinction you made between the generations was quite interesting. Terry, you've done a lot of work inside of organizations. How do you see this uh, seismic shift, this perfect storm in business? Well, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about the technology itself and how much robotic type uh, exercises are taking over people's jobs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the older generations see themselves as being redundant in a very short period of time. And the younger generations say, oh, goody, here we have an opportunity to really utilize our skills and, and, and leverage it and, and, and get all kinds of new challenges under our belts and, and, and be able to do something that's really worthwhile. And they love this idea. The older generation is, is bent out of shape because of this whole thing. But nobody is actually talking about 
the challenge of being able to communicate between the two different generations, if we if we divide it up to two generations, yeah. the older and younger, that's what I'm getting at. Mm. So there are other seismic shifts that have to take place. And that part of it has to do with human relations, with attitudes, with the ability to be able to communicate effectively. Um, uh, for instance, I was talking with a scientist recently. And we were, we, were, we were going through a, pr a profile of, of the way that he operates, and he's looking for a new function that he's, that he's working on. And every question I asked him was, so the poor person who's kind of interviewing him was just getting this kind of sound, which you, you I mean, I hate to say it as bluntly as it's almost like a gorilla <laughs> answering back. Just grunting back well, at the uh, interviewer. Just yeah. grunting. That's really what it is, grunting back. And I said to him, you know, forgive me for asking, Is uh, does it strike you that this is a bit odd? Because the moment you do that, uh, and it's, these are not words you're coming up with, they're just sounds, uh, that blocks the conversation immediately. How do we continue a conversation if what we're getting back in return for our questions is, uh-huh, uh huh. Uh, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with sort of acknowledging that I heard the question, but unless there's give and take both ways, in other words, unless there's feedback from both sides, it's very difficult to have a conversation and really grasp what the other person's thinking. So the younger generation has got very, very used to doing this because of the, the, the work that they do on texting. In texting, you don't have to have long sentences. You don't need a full sentence even. Right. It's just a good it might even just be a little picture, a little icon for a moment, a smiley. <laughs> that's the sort of com communication that's taking place. So if this is how some people are communicating, that creates huge problems in the organization because people are on different wavelengths and don't even know it. The language of how they communicate. One thing we're, we've established in this series, and we just know it in the world, is that the technology is going to continue to be a key, key element as we see this structural shift in the workforce, right? Well, positively. Yes. Yeah, yeah. To, to give you one little hint here, in China last year, a company replaced 90% of its workforce with robots. 90%? 90%. Their production rate went through the roof. Efficiency went through the roof. Mistakes went way down. Ninety percent, yes, sir. Ninety percent. Now, and you don't, and you don't get attrition from machines. Now, now the other, well, and, and we can talk about that later on in another segment about the the problems that's going to cause commerce and income for a country. But uh, yeah. as we look at the two generations here, what we're talking about today. You got to remember, in order to communicate with someone, you have to respect what they do. You have to respect what they have to say. And right now, that is a big, big reason for the communication gap between the older and younger generations. The older generations, they openly say, and in my classes, they openly say mm -hmm. that the younger generations are entitled. They th think the world owes them a living. They don't want to wait their turn. They talk too much. They should wait in, until being spoken to. And then, of course, the younger generation, like Terry said, you know, looks, you know, they look at them as saying, come on, they don't even know how to turn on a computer. They don't know a new app. They don't know how to use Excel properly. 
you know. And so you have this, you know, but they're not, but they're not respecting the older generation for the interpersonal skills, which we, I've identified or we've identified as 20 different things. That's a very broad expression, interpersonal skills that the baby boomers and nexus say that the Ys and Zs don't have. But there's yeah. 20 things involved there that, that we've identified that we are going to work on with our companies uh, that will help you know, uh, make this communication gap a little bit smaller because they have to learn from one another. And once they do that and respect that one's got something they need and the other one has something they need, then we can get some communication going. You know, one of the things that strikes me as I hear this and we wind this, uh, this segment out is that it seems to me that, that this respect, this emotional sort of missing link between the two generations, this is sort of a blue sky idea, but would it help to contextualize knowledge historically? In other words, when I, you know, I, I have a, a history of having entered the what they used to call the jingle business in uh, as a music producer for commercials. And I entered the business with a guy that was uh, at the time about 60 years old and I was 21. So I came in, but there was a, I, I respected him not because he understood how to work synthesizers, which was the technological way music was beginning to be produced, but because there was a historical context in terms of how music functioned in, in, in the commerce that we were doing. Do you know what I mean? So, so in the, in the, in the um, activities of a company or in companies, I mean, once upon a time, the Intel silicon chip was a huge idea. And I can understand that younger guys today aren't going to respect the guys that were around when that happened. But don't they have just an overall appreciation for the, the link in the chain that that development played over time? It's a big question. I, I'm saying <laughs> I, 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 that's OK. That's OK. You know, you know. what what they, what that young generation is doing in answer to your question. Yeah. They really can't see the, you know, the forest through the trees, because right now. They're they're emotionally hurt by the old older generation mm. by being called millennials, which is a very negative connotation to them. Yeah. And so, you know, they really would you want to talk to somebody that thinks you're entitled and lazy and the world old you're living? Would you want to talk to somebody if you knew that? So go in the other. Yeah. No, the answer, of course, is no. And so go in the of other course. direction. We have to to retrain or, or educate the baby boomers and et cetera to appreciate um, what the new kids on the block are bringing to the table. There you go. And also to understand that they don't have interpersonal skills. If you want to hold the conversation, and I've interviewed over 1,200 generation-wise this year. Yeah. If you want to have a conversation with them, the person of the older generation has got to begin that conversation. Because to tell you the truth, the Ys and the Zs don't even know how to begin that conversation with you. So fascinating. The company's YZ Generations, the website, one and the same, www.yzgenerations.com. We've been visiting, as always, with the co-founders. They are Terry Ostroviak and Andy Katerowitz. Gentlemen, always a stimulating conversation. We'll see you next time on The Perfect Storm in Business. Thanks for joining. Thanks a lot, David.